the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show would like to acknowledge the traditional land owners and the leaders past, present and emerging of Ngunnawal, Ngambri and Darawal countries where we are working from today. This always was, and always will be, Aboriginal land. So, um, so do I take over hosting duties since I'm Yeah, mate, I reckon you do it. I'm, yeah, right. I'm the colour commentator, so I'm, I'm probably just going to say too much stupid shit to be those. I'm just here for special comments. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you two are the special comments. All right. In a world of uncertainty. River's jizzing in his pants and then you bring up your wife in the next sentence. Like, oh, no. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> there is only one place you can turn for fair dinkum advice. One word, unbelievable. Two words, holy shit. Three words, oh my god. A place where the undeniably American. It sounds so weird in like an Australian accent. Meets the undeniably Aussie. Hey, 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 Dylan, let's stop the foreskinning for some absolutely wonderful segments later. Where the analysis is solid. I, for one, was not one of those haters as I picked a Rams victory. Look, I think he can get over 150 yards in this game easily. <laughs> Kick his ass, Tyler Bass. And everything else is out to kill you. There's going to be shrinking nutsacks all over the place. Welcome to the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. G'day everyone and welcome to the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. Now today, if you're watching on YouTube, this is going to be one of the weirdest shows ever because I'm your host, Manjot Melly, which is very weird to say because I'm the main host of the show. I'm the only one in camera. That is right. We've been having a few issues across the board. Oh, we got Taylor on camera. How's it going, Taylor? Oh, I just wanted to see what it looked like. I'm in my car. It's pretty dark, but it actually came up all right. I've still got my Indianapolis and dog shit uh, background, so uh, <laughs> nothing, nothing wrong with that, mate. But um, yeah, I'm up in uh, sunny Coffs Harbour at the moment, so we've definitely had some uh, uh, difficulties getting the show together this week, uh, not to mention what happened to Maddie, which I'm sure me and John will bring up, but yeah. Uh, yeah, just 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 drove past the big banana and uh, just watched uh, a couple of seagulls having sex. So yeah, it's good times. This man got frozen. <laughs> this is great timing. Working well. <laughs> I'll just introduce myself. So I'm stepping in for Maddie today. Uh, man will probably tell you what's happened to Maddie, but here for special comments. And uh, I'll take over Maddie's picks, and hopefully, I'll get him some sort of result. Because apparently, he's not very good at that himself. He sucks balls. He's he's the ba- he's the baker of starts of the week. Do you ever roll like you should roll your your picks of the week into multis, mate? You'd be rolling. <laughs> it's been it's been a pretty decent pretty decent year of it. Uh, the week last week where it was like, I pretty much picked out that Seahawks, uh, Seahawks-Lions game and pretty much just took everyone from that and worked out so well. Because I was, I was going on and on about Gino. Like, I was just like, no one's talking about him. And he's actually got really, really good stats this year. Like, he's throwing for, like, well over 200 yards every single game this year. And everyone makes just took no sense from last year. I don't get it. I just, it makes no sense. I know, and he's the the thing I cannot believe. I think I said it in our group chat a couple of weeks ago. Was Lockett? Like I thought Lockett was just going to be dead and buried 
with him, but he's like a wide receiver eight or something on the season. He's absolutely killing it. And he's, I mean, Metcalf's, you know, still sort of iffy, but he's going all right. I think he'll always be okay. Like he's, he's got enough physical tools that he'll make it work. But yeah, it's just that one. It just, I, I wanted nothing to do with that offense outside of maybe Walker. Nah, but that's, I was trying to, I was getting out of everything. <laughs> yeah. I am officially back now. <laughs> Wait, are we so, still in the show right now, by the way? I've, uh, I've introduced myself, but you just, you just carry on. Pick it back up. Yes. Uh, my Wi-Fi just playing off. Sorry, everyone. But yes, we've been on interrupted sort of schedule. Don't know if the boys have mentioned it yet, but Maddie is away. Uh, prayers up to our boy, Maddie C. He is uh, going through a terrible, terrible injury right now. They picked up right on the day of recording, so we could not plan for this at all. So, yeah, just a terrible injury to Maddie. He pretty much has the entire 49ers curse on him right now which is very very bad but look if the Niners defense can still be the best defense in the world despite all the shit that's gone on to the team I'm sure Maddie can still be the best podcast host in the world when he comes back so there you go Maddie. there's my well wishes to you so yeah we definitely got Mark here we got Taylor here it's gonna be great it's going to be great. I mean, Mark, filling in for Maddie, how easy will that be? Well, based on his picks so far, I don't, as long as I pick somebody that has a heartbeat, I should be okay. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Let's, let's roll straight into the show. Uh, I'm not messing around here like Maddie usually does. I'm my own host. So we are definitely, definitely going into the first segment, which of course is the pastry performer of the week awards. Fire that drop. They're so sweet and fresh. Really? Yeah. Thanks for calling pastries. <laughs> Thanks for calling pastries. Pastries, pastries. Got all my pastries. Pastries, pastries. We get them while they hot. We get them while they hot. We get them while they hot. I got all my pastries and I got them while they hot. Yeah, so here we go. Haitian performed the week awards for week five. Now, this week was very interesting across the board. I, I don't even know about you guys, but didn't you think the week was a bit mid in some ways? I don't even know because I don't know how to describe it because it was a weird week across the league. What were your guys' thoughts on this week's NFL action, by the way? The Titans won. Uh, that's all I really care about. But uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of know what you mean. It was just uh, a bit blah outside of like Josh Allen just tearing the asshole out of the Pittsburgh Steelers in the first half. Like there wasn't really too much to it. I, I didn't mind the Monday night football game because oh, Sunday night rate... too. Sorry. Oh yeah, the Sunday night and the Monday night games. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't really get to see much of, of that one, but I got to see a bit of the of the Chiefs and Raiders, and it, it, it was good because the Raiders seemed to actually put up a good fight whenever they played the Chiefs, and you know there was a fair few uh, points scored in that game as well. And Devontae Adams, you know, scored a couple of touchdowns and then sent a fucking photographer for a wall. So uh, oh. it, was, it, was, it was plenty to watch during that game, but there, there was a lot of mid games. There was just a lot of like quarterbacks that just really aren't stepping up to the mark and outside of like probably the five top you know six or seven quarterbacks in the league 
everyone else is just sort of, you know, almost running the ball heaps and just trying to win in a in a 1950s style. So it, it is a bit weird at the moment. Like you've got the really top echelon quarterbacks and then you've got everyone else just sort of trying to work work out the way they can score buddy 15 points and try and defend a win. Yeah, it was weird watching the Niners just absolutely destroy Baker and getting Matt Rule fired like I called on the podcast last week during Public Defender. So I just want to bring that one back up. Uh, we won't get Mark to dive into the Dolphins too much. It's been an unfortunate sort of time for their quarterbacks and everything. So, uh, forced what to the Dolphins. We don't have any left. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, thoughts exactly. yeah. yeah, out to all the Dolphins QBs, by the way, suffering all the concussion symptoms. It's been terrible. But to highlight the good parts of football, though, I've got the Patient Performer Awards, of course, sponsored by Patient Press NFL and everywhere you can find me, Patient Press NFL, Aussie NFL Fantasy, Good Egg Gridiron. Look, first off, I've got to give a special Patient Performer, an honorary Patient Performer Award to Justin Tucker. Man, how unbelievably good is this guy? He is the greatest kicker we've ever seen, for sure. This It's not even a debate. If you guys even did the maths, you guys saw our social media that actually blew up for once. Our most viewed TikTok, our most viewed YouTube short, and one of our most viewed Instagram reels. You guys got to say, that's how good Justin Tucker was, that he got us all these views. He definitely deserves an honorary Patient Performer of the Week award, maybe Patient Performer Lifetime Achievement Award for what he did this week. Not only for the Ravens, not only kicking it so straight, they can kick it through a half-yard wide field goal post or something like that. They did the maths on that shit. Not only did he do, do all that, but he helped us break records to get Aussie NFL Fantasy. So from us to you, Justin Tucker, thank you. We want to sing some Italian opera for you soon, but... We know you do it better, so we'll leave that to you, mate. But, yeah, honorary pastry for Justin Tucker, kicker of the Ravens. We rarely talk about kickers, but I just wanted to bring that one up straight off the bat. Well, like tight ends, they're not really people. So it's nice to see one actually do something. It looks like he's got the moves like Jagger, mate. He just got (laughs) so much swagger. Yeah, you hate to be on the receiving end of a Justin Tucker game winner when he's just strutting out you know the game is already over I remember 2019 Niners playing the Ravens yeah I knew it was over the moment Justin Tucker got out that dude's a robot for sure now let's roll into the actual page performer of the week awards that we usually give out so week five first off I've got my rookie page performer of the week Maddie, you're very lucky not to see this guy's name be mentioned again. It was Damian Pierce. Absolutely ran all the hell over the Jaguars. I think he forced like 13 missed tackles and scored the game-winning touchdown. This dude was absolutely incredible. Damian Pierce, one of the most hyped-up rookies in fantasy and overall in the NFL, 100% deserves his credit and everything. He had 26 carries. 99 yards and a touchdown. So basically 100 yard, one touchdown day. And very, very good performance by him. He definitely deserves rookie page performer. He's really hitting his stride right now as a rookie and very excited to see what he can do for the Texans franchise. And he's helped kick kick your ass uh, in a couple of starts of the week this uh, year. I think he's actually most proud of that. 
Yeah, he must be. He must be. Yeah, that's for sure. Now, rolling on to the Texans, they actually had a pretty good week, and they actually had two pastry performers, which is very, very rare. They got the Aussie pastry performer. Second week in a row, Cameron Johnston. I didn't even have to change the picture for this one this week. That's how good he was. He got... He was just a great punting machine this week, and he deserves it, to be honest, because he was... He was just all over the field. I think it was like 48.8 punting average average yards per punt. It was just absolutely incredible. I think three inside the 20. And, man, yeah, six punts, 293 yards. That's just How many, how many punts were in that game? Because it was 13-6. Like, his leg must be as sore as Buddy Ron Jeremy's middle leg. <laughs> yeah, so he had six punts. Yeah, uh, Jaguars punter Logan Cook had three punts, which is very weird. I think a lot of going for him fourth down and shit. I've definitely got to do a bit of a deep dive into the stats, but yeah, it I'll tell you who else did a deep dive? Ron Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the Jags went over for three on third down, a uh, fourth down. Sorry, that's that's what happened, and then. Yeah, it was very weird because, yeah, the Texas what, 5 for 13 or third down, but they didn't even have a fourth down. They just kicked it every time, and they missed a couple field goals, it looks like. So, yeah, god dang. It was not a good game to watch for sure. That's just how this week was. It was just very, very mid. Even good at gridiron couldn't even get going this week. Yeah, that's how that's how bad this week really was. So, yeah. Let's move on to the defensive pace performers. Now, I'm going to start with the NFC because it was just an easier conference to choose this week. I'm going with Micah Parsons yet again. This guy is probably going to win defensive player of the year at this rate, knowing how bad Nick Bosa is getting sort of injured at this point. It's just sad to see my boy Nick Bosa go down. But anyway... Micah Parsons, two sacks and a forced fumble, five tackles in that game against the Rams. Changed the game yet again. I think this is his third defensive pace performer of the week this year already. So he's definitely in the running for defensive pace performer of the year for me. Very, very good job by him. This week, your pace will be coming to that Dallas mansion, that's for sure. Yeah. Who's getting MVP chance uh, in an LA crowd? <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy, man. Like, LA has no fans. And no. I remember the audacity of those Rams fans last week. They're like, oh, SoFi Stadium North to Levi Stadium. Nah, it's Levi South down there in SoFi. Sorry to say that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I just had to put that one up there. Yeah, it was just, it was weird to choose the, uh, yeah, I couldn't even choose an AFC one, to be honest. It's very, it's actually pretty difficult to choose. But I'm, I'm going to go with, yeah, I'm, I'm still deciding, guys. So this shows you the lack of preparation. <laughs> on the show, deciding. Yeah, on the show, because I had about five or six guys, and I wasn't sure who to choose. So honestly, like, yeah, the amount of work I did, definitely, definitely showing up here. I'm going to go with Kyle Dogger for that pick six, to be honest. Um, Sorry, what the forced fumble recovery return for a touchdown. Like, uh, that was on golf. Yeah, that's why I said pick six. My bad. Yeah, I'm going with Carl Dogger. That Patriots defense shutting down the highest scoring offense in the entire NFL. 
the Detroit Lions. I think Carl Dog a very underrated player. He deserves a patient performer from me. Uh, definitely, he's been one of their best performers for the Patriots for years at the safety spot. And yeah, getting a touchdown there with that fumble recovery return. And yeah, 100% deserves it there. Yeah, so moving on here, we're going on to the offensive side. Now, this is much easier to choose because, well, we've all played fantasy and the offensive side, we all know that that's the easier side to always choose. So the AFC, I'm going to start there. Easily had to be Josh Allen. Absolutely incredible performance. This guy was just all over the, the Steelers. That was an absolute mauling, as Taylor said at the top, because they just they just killed the Steelers at the end there. Oh, well, at the start there, and then the end was just boring. Josh Allen could have had like 800 yards and eight touchdowns. By the end of that, they were lucky that they showed some mercy there. I think there's a few games where Josh Allen has just threatened to like break rec- every single record for a single game. And then they've just pulled him out of the game, which is just really sad. I just want to see him break that touchdown record someday because that would just... Josh Allen needs the Lions defense. Like, yeah, he needs yeah. – he, he, their defense is too good at the Bills, so they're always leading, like, 30 to 3 at half time. He, he just needs an absolute ass sandwich on the other end. Yeah, or they're, like, leading through the third quarter. They're just up, like, by 30 points, and then they're just, like, fourth quarter, all right, we'll sit out, and it's just oh, it's just so annoying to watch. They, like – yeah, they rested everyone, and, yeah, I mean – yeah, it was a weird week because the Bills, they just were all over the Steelers. I think there's a few more mentions coming up. Going to just, just gonna put that one out there for you guys. So, yeah, a few more Bills coming up. Now, the NFC offensive page performers. I've got to go with Geno Smith again. This is his second week in a row. Yeah, second week in a row, I'm going with Geno Smith. I think he played absolutely incredible again despite the loss this week. He deserves it, and yeah, there was a few other candidates. I would have put, like, Austin Eckler and Nick Chubb. They had good games. I mean, that's the AFC side, but they had some great games there. But Gino, he's been very, very efficient the way he's been going about it because the man, he's just, I don't even know, 139.7 passer rating, 268 passing yards, three touchdowns. This That's an incredible performance by any standard. Just his defense absolutely sold again. I think Gino definitely this year is playing like a top 10 quarterback in the league, which no one would have believed at the start of the season. That's for sure. And I think he deserves to stay at his spot as the reigning offensive page performer of the week. So, yeah, Gino deserved all of the credit there. So, there you go, man. Another pastry going to that Seattle mansion up there. So now we move on to the fantasy patient performer of the week. I've actually got two because these two absolutely surprised us. Now the first guy, you may know him by a few names because he plays a few positions on the field and absolutely no one was starting him at tight end when we all <laughs> think he's a QB. Yeah, that's right. You know who I'm thinking about, Dr. Google. I'm definitely thinking about Taysom Hill. This guy... Has he was just all over that freaking Seattle? You team. play him at tight end, and he does everything literally everything but catch a pass. 
Yeah, he had, what, three rushing touchdowns, a passing touchdown, perfect passer rating. What more could he ask for? Like, I think he had, what, the game, like he had a punt block or something or the game-winning tackle. This guy was just, (laughs) he was showing up even when it wasn't even on the stat sheet. And I think 100% Taysom Hill, if you had him, kudos to you. That's, That's for sure. Kudos to you if you had Taysom Hill on your team because I'm sure 99.9% of people didn't start Taysom Hill this week. And another guy who was mainly benched, but I think he played well and deserves a pastry, Gabe Davis. I've I've been talking him up pretty much all offseason as being an underrated fantasy producer. I've been waiting for it. I benched him in a few few leagues here and there, but I started him in most of my leagues and I reaped the rewards. Absolutely incredible. That 98-yard touchdown to start the game, three catches, 171 yards, and two touchdowns was his final start stat line with the longest play of the regular season on the first drive of the game. That's just incredible. Gabe Davis, he's a threat. I think a lot of people will be picking up in waivers or, or training for him after that performance, and maybe he'll go cold next week. I hope not because I have him in a few leagues starting here and there. But yeah, Gabe Davis deserves a fantasy patient performer this week. That was insane. Like I woke up and it was, the game was still going in the second half. And his stat line was like two for 160 something and two. Like <laughs> both of his catches were for 160 odd yards and both were a touchdown. It was absolutely insane. Catch yeah, I don't need, yeah which, which catch was better, by the way? The first one or the second one? I've got to go with the second one. Second one's yeah. one-hander. Yeah, yeah and, and Minka was all over the ball, wasn't he? Like he was just like draping himself all over the ball, and then Gabe Davis is just like struggling for it, and he catches it, rips it out of his hands, and yeah, gets the touchdown. Incredible performance there. The first one though, what a throw by Josh Allen! How do you do that? Just an incredible quarterback, probably the best thrower in this entire league, and he gets my patient performer of the week award. Sponsored by Patient Breath NFL, of course. Yeah, he's the number one performer this week. No way I could give it to anyone else other than Josh Allen. He killed the Steelers with that performance. And yeah, deserves it in that Buffalo mansion in the snow. He gets some snow pastries. Pastries covered in snow. They'll they'll taste good, I'm sure. I'm sure, Josh. <laughs> no, yeah, I completely agree. Uh, if I just had one guy I just wanted to shout out. I actually mentioned it to Mark just before offline and um, I've, I've, I've said it in our group chat and it was before that big breakout game against the Lions for Gino. but I, I want to actually say this, I'll admit that to, like, to everyone, like I definitely got this wrong, but Tyler Lockett has been amazing. I cannot get over how good he has been this year and he had another 30-odd points in fantasy and PPR on the weekend and uh, had a couple of touchdowns and he just looks amazing with Gino and I really thought that he'd be the one to be terrible with Gino because even I thought Metcalf would still have his occasional big plays, but he'd be less consistent. 
I thought Lockett was going to be completely done this year. I thought he had this mind meld of rust that everyone talked about, and I just thought he would just get completely lost in that receiving core. But I wanted to give him a shout-out because I think he 100% deserves it. and He should be on everyone's radars because he's absolutely killing it this year. And to be honest, he's far more consistent with Geno than he ever was with Russ. He used to put up 30-odd points in a game, and you wouldn't see him again for three weeks with Russ. And then all of a sudden, he'd pop up for a massive, massive game again. And he's actually more consistent now. So I think he should be on people's radars more now of Geno than he was with Russ. Yeah, Mate, those I think those... if most people are yeah. honest, I think most people probably felt the same way about Seattle. I mean, what what was the positive? Yeah. And the thought was Russ sort of carried that. Who would have known that Russell Wilson was actually the worst thing for that Seattle offense? <laughs> yeah. No one would have crazy. I, I was the biggest Russ hater probably on any podcast in the world, and I still wouldn't have picked it. Like, I still thought that, like, Russ going to Broncos was a, was a plus for them, and I thought him leaving was going to be a negative to Seattle. Like, I wasn't thinking I was, you know, stupid enough to say that Russ leaving was actually a plus for them. I can't imagine anyone would have, um, except for maybe Gino's parents. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. i got to give some terrible pastries to a few people now. <laughs> Because I think there's a lot of bad football. First off, anyone involved in that Colts and Broncos game, except for Naheem Hines, I, I got to give my um, condolences to him and everything because of what happened to that him. Was brutal. Bad, bad situation, yeah. Looks looked terrible. I hope he's all right. But everyone else involved in that game, I've got to give a bad pastry to you because, fuck, that was awful. That was one of the worst games of all time on primetime. And we got an even worse one, Commanders and Bears on Thursday night this week. <laughs> this, I think I've got to give a pastry to Roger Goodell. Uh, hold on, hold on. Go give him a pastry for robbing Amazon of about $150 million for those two games. But then i got to take that pastry away because of all those roughing the particles. Come on, man. Like, you're destroying the entire game of football like this. Please, I'm taking away that pastry that you almost got there, Roger. You just weren't, you just weren't slick enough, mate. You were just, you just robbed us one too many times with good football. So, yeah, roughing the passer, that's definitely um gonna get in the pastry hall of shame right there. But yeah, look, I'm just gonna run through uh, some of my pastry performers yet again, all of them. So yeah, uh, rookie, I got Damian Pierce. The Aussie patient performer, Cameron Johnston. The defensive patient performers, AFC, I've got Carl Dogger. NFC, I've got Micah Parsons. The offensive patient performers, the AFC, I've got Josh Allen. NFC, I've got Geno Smith. The fantasy patient performer, I've got two. I've got Taysom Hill and Gabe Davis. And Josh Allen got my patient performer of the week. And, of course, honorary pastry to Justin Tucker for making us go viral about three times this week. So thank you, Justin Tucker, for that. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Page Performer segment. Of course, catch all the pastries on Aussie NFL Fantasy, Page Press NFL, Good Egg Gridiron. There's pastries everywhere. Page for you, Mark, for joining the show as well. Uh, page for you, Taylor, for winning starts of the week for the fifth time in a row. We'll get on <laughs> to I'm that. Getting, I'm putting <laughs> on a lot of weight from those pastries. Yeah, we'll get on to that in just a second. We've got about two more segments to get into, isn't it? So now we've got up to everyone's favorite doctor of the week. That's Man. right. Dr. Goodcore. Manjot, 
So, mate, yeah. do, do you mind, like, is, oh, like obviously our, our normal way we do it uh, with Maddie is he's, like, pretty happy just to sit and listen to us sort of talk about our segments because, you know, he's the host and he doesn't oh, really have yeah. anything to bring himself. I just yeah. thought we, I might just pass over to Mark, even if he wants to sort of plug uh, his own show. I know we'll probably do that at the end anyway, but I just thought this might have been a decent opportunity to hear oh. Mark because he is here with us and brings a bit of a different aspect to what we normally do. So I just thought... If we maybe just like let Mark have a like a little bit of a chat about his show and um and yeah. even if he just wanted to bring something that he's seen about uh, NFL fantasy this year because it's awesome to have him. Yeah, so of the only thing Mark... I was going to clarify oh, is if your yeah. pastries include a shit sandwich, in which case that's what the Colts first Broncos was. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, we, and we all deserve a pastry for watching that shit show. Our eyes were fucking bleeding. <laughs> yeah, that was my absolutely phone actually terrible. turned off at one point. <laughs> Man, I was I was sitting there. I actually went to class for once on Thursday night football. I actually went to a class. I went to my criminal That's class fitting. and we're literally learning about murder. I was doing we're literally learning about murder and I felt like I was getting murdered yep. by both of those offenses. Like, holy shit, we deserve pay. First degree. Don't worry, boy. Yeah, that was fucking first degree if it was America. <laughs> I we don't even do degrees in freaking Australia, but hey, look. Yeah, first degree murder there. But of course, of course, guys, I did not forget Mark. It's like, of course, you got to be talking about No Huddle Dynasty, your show, brand new to the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show family. Hey, thank you. Um, yeah, no, really excited to finally get that off the ground. I was sort of tossing the idea around, I guess it was last lockdown, um, where I wasn't sure whether I wanted to just write some stuff um, or what I wanted to do with it. But um, yeah, I sort of, sat on it for a good year and just found some more time in my schedule where I decided to start making some content. And, you know, it was more sort of, um, I got into a heap of threads on, on like dynasty nerds on Facebook and, and Twitter and that kind of thing where people were just asking questions. And it was actually, like, it was kind of a good release for me just to help give my perspective on stuff from dynasty. Cause I don't, I try not to look at things the exact same way as everyone else. Cause if you do what everyone else is doing, you can't, you're going to get the same results. And it, then it really comes down to who's luckier on the day. Um, so, you know, throughout all my episodes, I, I try to go really heavy on value because I think the value game is important no matter which type of fantasy you play, whether it is redraft, keeper, um, best ball or whatever. Like you, Value is so important. So um, that's what we try to flush out over there. Um, we try to keep the episodes short. So we, we want to go anywhere sort of 10 to 20 minutes because um, – yeah, hour long episodes are great and the info and 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 the banter and that sort of thing is awesome. Um, but with with this it's kind of I just want quick hits of um just quick hits of updates and and just general takes. Um I haven't introduced mailbags or anything yet, but I'm like if people have questions, I'm always happy to answer those. Um and I'd love to get like you guys on at some point as well, particularly like most of my stuff will really ramp up at the end of the fantasy season when we start entering um, you know, once declarations are made, combine, um, all that sort of thing. So, yeah. And I, I'm yeah. really happy to be making content for you guys because, you know, if it feels something that you guys don't already cover, um, and, you know, if you can bring in people that typically don't play redraft or whatever, um, then that's, I think it's a win for everyone. Yeah, I've gone into a few dynasty leagues myself this year for the first time. I'm in one with Mark and Maddie at the moment. So that's getting very interesting where I have just Mahomes and Jefferson and Damian Pierce. And then, 
yeah, bit of a struggle elsewhere. But yeah, some of my other dynasty leagues, I've got I've got an IDP one. That's the other dynasty league I really play is IDPs with these Indian boys. Amazing league. It's probably my favorite league, actually. <laughs> I thought I'd hate IDP, but Mark, if you can cover some IDP leagues, please IDP do that. Is- awesome i've never played a dynasty idp i played a redraft one but it yeah. is honestly it's the closest thing to an actual football roster without a salary cap um yeah. you can do there is some um, there's a platform that does the whole like whole front office experience but um you know it's, it's expensive to run um but yeah like they're, they're a ton of fun but yeah it's there's a lot to it massive rosters yeah they're very fun i enjoy Seeing Bradley Chubb score 22 points a week for me in fantasy football, beast. which is just great. Yeah, he's a beast. Yeah, so that brings us to our second segment, I guess. Everyone's favorite doctor on the block yet again. Of course, I'm talking about Dr. Goodcall. <laughs> Get to see that wonderful lab coat, mate. My next player caught AIDS in overtime, apparently. He decided he had dick fingers. I'm nervous are you. <laughs> yeah, I've been nervous. We've benched him already in a 16-team league, so... And what's he even doing? Has he got the... I don't know. He's got a Auslan lady on the sideline sending it in. <laughs> he had yeah. barely anything in game week one, even though he jagged a touchdown in garbage time. Should we move on to a sunnier subject, please? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> feeling sad. Against the Titans, because it's the Titans. And my God, I'm giving them back the Guinness World Record for our secondary. Yeah. But they are just <laughs> dog shit. Dr. Goodcall, definitely diagnosing uh, correctly. They were 24th against quarterback in 2021. Uh, I think they're going to be 50th this year. I just, they are so bad. Maddie, what's going on over there? I'm very happy about this. 